0: You heard the Pope's final public address a few minutes ago, but this was the sound of the Pope as he left the Vatican today. He took a helicopter the few miles down the road to Castel Gandolfo, a far cry from the electric car Benedict got as a gift from Renault recently. Before retiring, Benedict did develop a reputation as environmentally conscious. He was known to some as the first Green Pope for talking about climate change and the degradation of the environment as moral, spiritual concerns. But was it just talk or did Pope Benedict also walk the walk? Martin Palmer is head of the Alliance of Religions and Conservation. It's an organization that works with the U.N. Development Program to help religious groups develop environmental programs based on their core beliefs. Palmer thinks Benedict deserves to be called a Green Pope almost by default.
1: Partly one has to put it in the context that there wasn't much competition uh, in the sense that there hasn't been much said by the popes about the environment um, really for the last couple of thousand years. Um, Pope John Paul II began to touch on the subject but was always far more concerned in a sense with with the issue of human rights uh, given his background and and where he'd come from. And I think also there was a particularly up until about ten years ago very deep suspicion that to pay attention to nature uh, and its needs was somehow touching on paganism. And I think what was significant about Benedict was that he seemed to cut straight through
0: that. Mm, I know uh, Renault gave him an electric vehicle for his personal use last year. Concretely, what has uh, Pope Benedict uh, actually done for the environment, would you say?
1: Very little. I mean, I think one has to be very blunt. The, the Vatican did try to offset his flights, um, which, of course, were fairly considerable, by um, investing in a carbon offset programme in a forest in Hungary, but that turned out to be a con, as, unfortunately, a great deal of the carbon trading tends to be. I think one of the things about the Pope is that he's not as powerful as, as the outside world sometimes thinks, in the sense that, he can recommend, he can encourage, but he can't make local bishops or local archbishops or national or, uh, um, episcopal conferences do things. He can recommend. And I think he's, he's a theologian, m- really much more than a practical person, Marco. His, his interest is, why
0: would we do this?
1: It's for others, I think, to follow him and to say, and this is how we might do it.
0: So it seems there's a lot going against any pope uh, who wants to talk about the environment. Tell us what a pope could actually do for the environment and and why people would listen to the pope on this issue. I
1: think the first thing that he could do, and it was what we were hoping he would do, would be to say that something like the fate of the Amazon is a Catholic issue. Every single country that makes up the land of the Amazon uh, is officially a Catholic country. It's got the largest Catholic population in the world. And were the Pope to say, we as Catholics hold this lung, this treasure of the, of the planet in our hands, we have to take special responsibility for its protection. That would be an amazing message that would absolutely galvanize the, the Catholic world and strengthen so many organizations. And we are still hoping that the new Pope might go that way, but we have to wait and see.
0: Well, Martin, thanks for your thoughts on this. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, It's been a delight, Marco. Martin Palmer is head of the Alliance of Religions and Conservation. And by the way, Benedict's resignation has inspired a range of responses by political cartoonists around the globe. Some polite and reverential, others, you know, not so much. You can see a slideshow of those cartoons at theworld.org.